on this Passion Sunday as we enter into Holy Week, there will be many emotions that we experience. As we hear the various readings, we ourselves will be drawn into the Passion and to the emotions that were experienced by the various characters. Jesus, for example, Peter, after he denied knowing Jesus, wept bitterly, and Judas, who was absolutely despondent, and all the range of emotions were called to enter into. Also, there's various themes that come out of our readings today, and I just want to highlight one theme, and that is the difference between pride and the virtue of humility, because that runs right through the whole of the salvation story, particularly highlighted in today's reading. So we begin all the way back, of course, to the Garden of Eden, where pride was really the cause of the fall, where Satan said to Adam and Eve, you can be God. Your eyes will be open if you will disobey God and grasp for that forbidden fruit. You will then be the judges, the arbitrators of good and evil. That is what undid them and they did grasp at that forbidden fruit. Well, how is God going to undo all of that? We see in today's first reading from the prophet Isaiah chapter 50. And this is a suffering servant's song. So this is prefiguring Christ, of course. And the suffering servant says, Morning by morning he awakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. That's Christ. He listens always to his Father. He does only what his Father wishes, and that's humility, willing to be submissive, even to death on a cross. That first reading goes on to say, and this is the suffering servant speaking, I was not rebellious. I did not turn away backwards. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. Well, we go from that now into the New Testament and that opening gospel, we had that great procession when Jesus rides into Jerusalem. But notice he doesn't ride in on a great war horse with an army, proud, but on a donkey, the humble king who will conquer the pride of Satan. Well, then we go to that second reading by St. Paul, letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, that wonderful hymn. And this is right at the beginning of Paul's ministry. He's been converted. He had his own dramatic movement from pride to humility when he was knocked off his horse on his road to Damascus and blinded. He writes this hymn and he says, Jesus Christ, though in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped at but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. So there is the new Adam, not grasping for divinity like the first Adam in the garden, but emptying himself in obedience to the Father for our sake. Wonderful hymn. We then turn to the passion narrative that we just heard in Matthew chapter 26, 27. Jesus is now engaging his own apostles, the first priests of the church, and he knows that they're still very proud and self-sufficient. So he gathers them around the table, the upper room, and says, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. Now there was an opening for them to say, help us, not betray you. Enter into prayer. But what do they do? Each one of them, one after another, surely not I, Lord. Proud, sufficient, not really asking for help. 
And then Jesus says, you will all become deserters because of me this night. As it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. So what does Peter, the head of the apostles, reply? Though all become deserters because of you, so now he's casting dispersion on the rest of the apostles, I will never desert you. So there's pride once again, self-sufficiency, unwarranted. Peter goes on to say, even though I must die with you, I will not betray you. Well, what's the difference there between Peter and Jesus? Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he falls prostrate on the ground and prays to his Father. As an example to all of us, he threw himself on the ground and prayed. The disciples, meanwhile, fall asleep. Self-sufficient, fall asleep. Jesus comes and says, stay awake and pray that you may not come into temptation. They fall asleep. Now, here's the challenge for us as we enter into Holy Week. Will we fall asleep or will we be self-sufficient? That's really the challenge all of us face day in and day out. Humility is that openness and submissive to God's will. And we always know that we're kind of edging toward pride when we struggle to find time to pray. Because there's always other things we can be doing and then prayer sort of gets shuffled along into the background and we fall into that same temptation. So this is a real invitation for us this Holy Week to take stock of our lives and say, how can I imitate Christ more purely and submit myself to God's will? Be willing to forgive each other. That's another example of humility and open ourselves to charity, always willing to sacrifice for the sake of the other. When we do that, this Holy Week will become holy for us. And when we enter the Eucharist later on in this liturgy, there's a prime example of Christ still acting in humility because he will take the most humble elements of bread and wine and choose those for him to then come in unto our presence and change those into his own body, blood, soul, and divinity, all for us. So it's a great liturgy, a great set of readings, and let us rejoice and be glad that the humble Christ has done it all for you and for me.